Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Chum, 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 now it's good to be a geek. The podcast. Podcast episode two. Woo! We did it. We did a thing. We did a thing. First annual. Either welcome back if you listened and stuck through us for the first episode of the Weekly Geek Out podcast edition. And if you did, uh, we commend you. Yeah. If you didn't, you can burn in hell. No, 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 no. Oh, I just God. say if you didn't, welcome, welcome. This is kind of an extension of Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Uh, that that happens Wednesday mornings at 7.20 on the morning show of The Zone at 91.3. Quite an extension, because my feature is about three minutes, and these po- this first podcast, podcast was about an hour. About an hour <laughs> long. That's right. So uh, my name is DJ Boy Tano. Uh, you might uh, recognize me from The Afternoon Zone and a show we do called The Mixtape. Of course, you just heard uh, Webmeister Bud's voice. Hi. And uh, also interstu- introducing um, our news guy, Extraordinaire Art Aronson. Oh, thank you, Extraordinaire. Yeah, I had, to, had to add something in there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you are very new to uh, the Weekly Geek Out podcast, really what we wanted to do is do a podcast surrounding the things that we talk about in the hall, which is more often than not geeky things, mm-hmm. and more often than not the geeky things that we talk about are you know movies, television shows that surround the geeky universe. So uh, we decided let's just, when we're talking, let's save our conversations for when a microphone is actually on, and then we could uh, we could feel like we're working and being productive. Right, because we do this during work hours anyways. We yes. We make these discussions. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. Fair and enough. I feel anything that's popular right now is like geeky. That's just the way it is, because people can really consume everything to such a high level mm-hmm. that everything's geeky. So yeah, the, the acceptance like, level is definitely higher. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think it is all enveloped into one. Geek yep. and proud. So speaking of Bud's weekly geek out, which can be heard again, 7.20 in the morning zone on Wednesday mornings. It's good to be a geek. Uh, let's talk about what you uh, discussed with Dylan and Jason this week. What we talked about was the the whole reason the geek out started is that randomly at points before February 29th, 2012, Dylan would like phone me at 6 or 6.30 in the morning and say, Bud, what's Bitcoin. <laughs> and like, and I pick up the phone, I'm completely groggy, and he's got me on the air. And I have to like, A, wake up, B, formulate an answer, and C, not sound like an idiot. And so ultimately we came up with the idea of I would come to them with geeky things, and they can ask me these questions too, just not, just not at 6.30 in the morning. Um, and one of the first times he did this, it was about Google+. And Google Plus is one of one of many, many, many social networks that Google has owned uh, or acquired uh, over the years. And I think, uh, oh yes, all of them have failures. And now Google Plus has been added to that list. It has begun a 10-month phase out, predominantly because the Wall Street Journal dug up the facts that Google had discovered and then fixed, but not disclosed, a security vulnerability which would allow third-party developers to access all kinds of personal information on Google Plus users, but not just their information, the information of their friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the what did they say? The average uh, session time, the average time that somebody spends on Google Plus these days is sub five seconds. So it's not a lot of, you know, it might not be a lot of uh, people in the grand scheme of things, but we're talking half a million records that could have potentially been compromised by this and i think because of the discovery of the non-disclosure and probably it was just time for them they're going to sunset it over the uh, process of about 10 months and we we had a google plus page didn't we oh yeah i made one for us in uh 2011 or 2012 and did nothing with it uh because google plus was you know it was a fun little experiment i think and i just it never caught there was i read an interesting article facebook kind of like hunkered down they went into panic mode and they mm-hmm. they thought up some plans about what happens if this Google Plus starts to take us over. Yeah, one I would do like because if Google's coming after you, yeah, yep. you got to get nervous. Yep. But the thing that we kind of learned about this is that like Google Plus going after Facebook was like Bing going after Google. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. The thing, the thing, my motto around this thing is that like when your platform turns into a verb. When you tell somebody to Facebook me, yeah. there, your platform You've is made one. It. If you're going to Google something, you're not going to Google something on Bing. No, no, no yeah, you know? exactly. So. Yeah, who says that? I'm going to yeah. go Bing that. Yeah. Nah, nobody. 
We're going to get into a couple of things with some comic book, movie news, and new trailers uh, came out, and, and some news in general that's uh, come out surrounding some movies that we might be interested. But uh, I wanted to start with Webmeister Bud, because last week we did... Pretty much your your sort of I'll, I'll call it Webmeister Bud's late reviews. Yeah, that's a good sort idea, of you, yeah. you're just kind of catching oh, up with some man. of these movies. You caught up last week with the Avengers, and this week you finally got a chance to see Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> so, what's your late review of Ant Man and the Wasp? Buddy? First off, let's do a spoiler check. Uh, how are we on spoilers? How like when did Ant Man and the Wasp come out? July. Like, mm. Yeah, in the summer. Okay. Yeah, the first one out okay, after well, Infinity War. I'm going to say spoilers. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the heck out of this movie. I loved the first Ant-Man. Um, and this one was sort of the perfect balance of, oh man, Paul Rudd's humor. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the comedy, great special effects. I liked the antagonist, the, 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 uh, the ghost. And um, I thought it was a really good balance of everything. And just your the you know the things I saw from the trailer, like the throwing of the of the Hello Kitty Pez dispenser and making that big, and then being a tiny car under a big van, and then making the car giant and flipping the van. Like I love that kind of stuff. I absolutely enjoyed the heck out of this movie, right up until the post credit scene. Oh. Because because you didn't like the post credit scene, or because you were sad about the post. I was scene? sad about the post credit scene. However, seeing that. Coupled with what we talked about last week, post-Infinity War, makes me think that, okay, is probably just like movie permanent, not real life permanent, and all these dusted figures are probably going to come back, and I'm feeling a little better with myself. Yeah, well, in the overall scheme of things, it's kind of a plot device. So, do we want to talk about... Hi, Allie. Through the window. Uh, (laughs) Bowman just came and danced in front of the window for us. Do we want to talk about post-credit scene in the overall... MCU, yep. or do we want to talk about specific details with Ant-Man first? What do you want to do? It's up to um, you. Let's go with Ant-Man first. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you have a question? Because I'm, I'm not sure where you're leading. Yes. Yeah, okay, well, because well, I'll say for my my main review of Ant-Man um, was I think kind of like I think my main gripe with Ant-Man was my main gripe with I think the way movies and trailers and stuff are consumed. And I'm guilty of this, but they put a lot in these trailers. Oh, and yeah. So all of the scenes that you had discussed uh, that or that you had brought up that were in the trailers, that that was just, that was pretty much the whole movie. Fair I mean, point. It was like, yeah. oh, cool. There, here's the part where that Hello Kitty Pez dispenser comes comes about. And That's here's the true. part where the the van gets big again and and stuff. That is something in general that does bug me about about trailers. They do show too much. I'm moving my microphone. Yeah. There we go. They so it seems much. like all the scenes were were great, all the comedy and stuff. Like some of the comedy I felt, you know, fell a little bit flat, but you know, for the most part it was, you know, pretty good. But like a lot of the best scenes I found were just spoiled. You know, already spoiled. Yeah. They're already in the trailer. That's a that's a good point. Yeah, and it is it is something that is way too common these days mm-hmm. and Sometimes I avoid trailers. Um, sometimes I completely miss them. Uh, but other times it is intentional for me to, like the uh, Infinity War, for instance. I just, I just knew and felt that something was really big about this. Mm-hmm. I had not seen an Infinity War trailer before I saw the movie. Oh, good oh, for you. Wow. Um, You're stronger than I am. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. You showed me one. Uh, yeah, you, I think I saw one over your shoulder. Well, there, were, there was only two. Yeah. For a reason. Oh, okay. I saw yeah. half the Infinity War trailers, but I avoided the other one on purpose just because I think I think it was after I saw this first one. I'm like, this yeah. is big. Because the teaser is okay. Yeah. The teaser doesn't show too, too much. When you get to the actual trailer, like, well, we'll, we'll be talking about the, the Aquaman trailer. Yeah. But that thing was five minutes long and oh, showed yeah. an entire chase scene. Yeah, just so too much. Far it, too it, much. It ends up showing almost way too much, and then you get to the movies, and you're like, well... You know, well, I, I saw that part. And that was the thing I was talking about with my cousin. Uh, he was talking about, um, I wish there was a way to sell Thor Ragnarok without have revealing that the Hulk was in it. You know, because mm, that, that was a huge reveal in the trailer. Yeah. Would have been a huge reveal in the movie. Well, you got to remember when these promotional trailers come out, that's what it is, is promotion. You want to get as many people out to the theater to see it. So. Mm. They have to show some of those big moments, yep. and it's just the way it is. And they've been making so much money on these movies, and Marvel has been so good with their trailers. 
I think it's going to continue to happen. Like it's just this just the way oh, there's this definitely the way no it is, right? So it's just you're just going to have to either since you're such a huge fan of Marvel maybe try and miss seeing the trailer that's because not, no, that's not going to happen either. Happen, yeah. <laughs> but I mean it's for the it's for the fan that's on the fence about going to see the movie. That's yeah. what it is, right? Or like, "Oh, the Hulk is in this movie." It's all cool. about boosting those opening day yeah. numbers too. You but know? you're right. That would have been the most amazing surprise in Ragnarok is yeah. to just see that happen fresh on your own watching the movie. Oh, for sure. So. For sure. When, and maybe that's why I got a pretty good impact on Infinity War mm-hmm. is because most of that stuff I was not ready for. Yeah. 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 I think you did view Infinity War the way it was supposed to be viewed. Uh, uh, but back with Ant-Man and the Wasp, I thought it was just a nice palate cleanser after mm-hmm. Infinity War, after seeing this really like Ugh. intense, death-filled movie to have something that's lighter, something that's a smaller scale story, even though it happened like during the events of Infinity War with the timeline there. It just, for me, it was fine. It was great. Just a let's have a little bit of a laugh with Marvel again after Infinity War. And, and that's what I like about Some it. of these characters are really cool. Like I love Michael Pena's character. Oh, he's, he's he was the, the best part of Ant-Man <laughs> 1. Yeah. Uh, and has some pretty good scenes in this one as well. Does another um, monologue. I love those. I love the uh, the character. Uh, oh no, I, I forget the guy's name that plays it. He's the uh, he's uh, he's the FBI agent that constantly visits him. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, what's his name? He's yep, off uh, yep, from yep. Fresh Off the Boat. He's oh the man, Fresh Off the Boat. He was excellent. I really enjoyed him as a character. He's so Just good. Such a likable, determined, bumbling. Oh man, he was we're, we're all googling right yeah, now, aren't yeah. we? Um, he was a great character, and then uh, I did like. Wally Goggs' character, so he plays the, the, the kind of criminal, owns the restaurant. He's trying to, um, um, he, he's essentially that sort of side villain-ish character that's chasing him around. He was slimy. I did not yeah. like him one bit, well, but that's, that's, uh, which is good. Like, he plays to his strengths, though, because that's the character that Wally Goggs always plays is this kind of almost likable villain. Um, my thing, after watching that movie, I was like, wouldn't it have been really cool to sort of further tie Ant-Man into the MCU is if that Wally Goggs character, if he was actually Justin Hammer, like, oh, you know, sure, played by sure. um, Sam Rockwell. What a great tie-in that would have been. I mean, Sam Rockwell is doing so many amazing things right now. I think it's pretty hard to get that guy just for Oh, don't bring movie, reality right? into this. Well, the thing, yeah. that, that's true. Yeah. He's doing a lot of great things. I can't yeah. actually wait to see him in the, the one where he plays George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, Dick Cheney. Oh, that Cheney. looks amazing. That, looks so that movie yeah. looks fantastic. Have we talked about that cast? trailer? Well, and he kills it. He kills oh, it as man. George W. Bush. No. I think he would still do it. He Like, he showed up. Uh, so remember, he came in in Iron Man 2. Right. right, Iron Man two wasn't that well received, um, fine. and then Iron mm-hmm. Man three happened, and you know people didn't really like what they did with the Mandarin. So they actually Marvel did a short film uh, about uh, Trevor, that character. That um, uh, I'm so bad Sam with names Rockwell's today. Character? No, 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 no. The the character that played the the fake Mandarin. Yeah, the uh, sort of the. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I I, I love that. Um, Holy cow, I'm wow. terrible with names today. Uh, Jimmy Woo? No, way. that was well, a character named Randall Park, of yeah, the okay. uh, agent in, uh, yeah, you, you go get that. Um, ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Thank ben you. Kingsley, so they, yeah. Ben Kingsley did a uh, Marvel short. That was an amazing um, short. And I that's really the one where he's, one. he's being interviewed as like this now sort of celebrity that duped the world into thinking he's the Mandarin. Uh, and then Sam Rockwell did a, a little cameo in that one. Right yeah. where he's there, they're in Seagate Prison, and oh, then he's I haven't seen he's in prison. I yeah, haven't seen it. so wow. he like oh, these Marvel one. He's shots? shown that yeah. he's willing yeah. to come back to yeah. the MCU. Like he did a one shot for sure, um, which would have been I thought it would have been cool because like he's sort of that guy that's interested in all this sort of tech. He he wants the Pym tech. Like and it would have been it would have been a really cool way to tie it in. But I did like not to say that I didn't like Wally Goggs. It just. Just thought that was uh, hammer tech, cool. man. That that definitely could be, you know, <laughs> just funny, funny. I like well, funny it floats around. Like right? hammer tech kind of floats around Punch in the line. MCU yeah. with like the Netflix stuff as well, right? Yeah, You've got a flashlight going. Oh, off. I do. Sorry, yep. Sorry, oh, there you go. Hip mounted flashlight. Um, <laughs> so that like, I know yeah. who has a flashlight on. His <laughs> hammer tech actually showed up in like Luke Cage, right? They they were I missed that. Yeah, there there was like different uh, weapons and stuff being shipped into Harlem, and Luke Cage was addressing it and stuff. Right. Um, You're the best geek, man. Oh, yeah. Know, man. Well, best. just with Marvel stuff in general, it's just like, 
I'm all over that. Got to handle in all the details. But it would have been really cool. So it, it would have been a cool way to tie it in. But at the same time, it didn't dislike, you know, that that part of it. Okay, let's talk greater MCU okay. post credits. Oh. So remember last How week. How much time do you have here? Yeah, right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so last week I was talking about I can't really spoil my Avengers 4 theory without spoiling the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. And, and now I get it. Why. Holy smokes. Um. So Michelle Pfeiffer's character has uh, a line just before just before we see Ant-Man go into the quantum realm. And they're going into the quantum realm because they want to help ghosts. They're gathering the healing energy or the particles or whatever yeah. Um, to, yeah, to help ghosts. And she says to him, whatever you do, don't accidentally step into a time vortex because you can just come out in any sort of era of time. There you go. I think so he's, I get it. He's essentially because like the snap happens when he's in the quantum realm. Paul Rudd right? could save the MCU. Holy essentially, smokes. yeah. Because like the snap happens, he's stuck in the quantum realm. He needs to know how to get out. That's his only exit, really, it, without you know somebody helping him from the outside. And no one's going to help him from the outside because they all just turn to dust. So let's say oh, he man. steps into this sort of time vortex or whatever the hell that she's talking about, and he steps into the world of the MCU 10 years after the snap. He finds his daughter, who's a major character in this one, who says she wants to become a superhero. So she's a superhero. You know, she's like, she's taking up a superhero mantle of some sort. Um, And you get to, he catches up with Captain America, who's, you know, 10 years into dealing with the loss of his two best friends and all sorts of hell and chaos. Right. Wow. He, so he steps into the 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 bad future, right? You know? Of course. What a oh man! I am glad we're doing this. I'm glad we have this on record, mm-hmm. so that whenever the next Avengers movie comes out, we can go back and see how wrong we all were. But I love that we're. <laughs> I know, yeah, well. for sure. I, honestly, this sounds completely plausible. Well, and because there's there were set photos origi- uh, from Avengers Four that have come out or that have leaked. I hate I guess. those set photos. Why I do know. people post those? Just like. I know. Rooney for everybody. And you know what? I hate myself for looking at them. But some of the ones that I saw, it looked like they're trying to recreate. Because you see Captain America in his Avengers 1 outfit (gasps) in some of these set photos. So it's like they're kind of, you know, when Back to the Future 2, when he goes back into the 50s and he sees himself on stage singing Johnny Be Good and stuff. I think they might get into a little bit of that where they're going to time travel all the way back into the events of Avengers 1. And they're going to try to mess with things without messing with things to create and sort of like a, a paradox or whatever. Trying yeah. To this stuff out. Yeah. But I think that's kind of where it might be headed. Right. But then with him coming out 10 years later, finding his way out and stepping into that time vortex and ending up, yeah, 10 years into the future, we will get to see things all effed up in the, the MCU. Right. We'll get to see. Um, all sorts of different possibilities. Oh, right? definitely. Like you can maybe see Miles Morales, and you can maybe see right you know, all these these other little ancillary characters mm-hmm. sort of becoming their own thing. You get now to see, the like, spaces have been needing to be filled. What does Rocket Raccoon do? Is he staying on right. Earth or does he go back to space? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Great questions. Yeah. I wonder when we're going to start seeing actual Avengers for like promo stuff. When are we going to start seeing a few things? Because I I'm guess they're I mean they've wrapped. They've wrapped on set. There's obviously lots of production that has to be on everything. But I'm guessing probably around Christmas we're going to see something. You would think that, but they usually save for Comic Cons and stuff. They right? do, yeah. And I'm part of me is like, do they need see like? And this is the thing that we're talking about with trailers is right. You're really going to mainly want to see Avengers four if you've seen Infinity War. Mm-hmm. They're about a year apart from each other. And we don't even we still- know what it's named yet. Exactly. Right? Oh, yeah. we're going to get to that, though. There are yeah. some things. And, you know, we still haven't seen Captain Marvel yet. So yeah. I don't know if the, maybe they're trying to hold off on releasing a teaser because they don't want to spoil yeah. too many things point. from Captain yeah. Marvel. Yeah. But who knows? Because it's the same thing, right? The first trailer for Infinity War came out before Black Panther was released, yeah. wasn't it? I would uh, guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, it did, yeah. And everybody was like, oh, well, you kind of ruined Black Panther. Yeah, because, you know, he survived. You know, he's, you know, you know, certain yeah, and so happen, right? Marvel's put themselves in a little bit of a conundrum with their promotional, uh, where they can go with promotion on I the think, next Avengers because of the snap. I think Christmas uh, for a reveal is too early. I think uh, because of the very things we're talking about, it's, I'm thinking late spring okay. before they before something comes mm-hmm. out. You know, leaks, leaks aside, I think officially... 
they're probably going to hold it a little tighter, both because this is a part two to a part one that they want everyone to have seen, and because of the thing that happened with, you know, seeing Black Panther Is in it there, actually and a then, part two, though? Is it is that what it's being marketed as? Not necessarily. Well, we don't know what it's, yeah. it's being marketed as just yeah. yet. It's what such know, a spoiler, they say. That's why they haven't seen Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What we know for sure is that it's going to feel like a different movie. But I think essentially it will have to be a part two because you, you know there's going to be another Spider-Man because there's already news and talks about them filming things. Spoiler. Uh, spoiler. Uh, sorry. No, no, um, I'm just saying no, yeah. them. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, I thought They're me. spoiling themselves, yeah. right? That's, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's difficult it not to with. Yeah such a such a large movie machine yeah. mm-hmm. and I, you know what another thing I'm thinking that they have to do in and around Christmas time is market probably what will be a Christmas stocking stuffer of like a 200 to 300 dollar box set of all the MCU movies in the last 10 years right? are you talking this coming Christmas probably you're so the one who's going to buy that oh I, I totally am <laughs> no but that would be silly wait until at least you know Avengers 4 is out there but then I know but gonna... it'll come in a shiny box oh, and say geez. 10 years here we go, <laughs> here we go. Love, I love it so much okay we gotta move on because I know we're gonna get like way over time we can talk here. about this forever let's talk about some trailers that uh, that we saw and uh, but before you came in here while you were doing your newscast button I watched a five minute freaking Aquaman trailer holy smokes I watched it last night what did you think I I like I think it's gonna be fun I it looks a lot like the first Thor that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm reminded of you know creating this like unbelievable world and trying to connect it with the world that we live in now. That's a really good comparison. Right? And that, for me, the first Thor is underrated because of what it had to do. It had to create Asgard. It had yeah. to, and it had to connect it with the world that we're in right now. So, and they did it so brilliantly. And they did it really well. Yeah. So I, I think it's a lot like that. As for Aquaman himself, I, I mean, I love Jason Momoa. He's great. But I still don't really understand anything about Aquaman. Like, I understand that he is the king of the ocean or the god of the ocean, whatever he is. But does that mean he can like do whatever he wants on the land as well? On land as well? And that, that's that's what I didn't understand about Justice League when I saw him in Justice League. And it's part of the problem with the DC extended universe. There's not enough explaining going on. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't understand what his powers are. What are the does he have any limits to his powers? And that's my biggest issue with Aquaman. I think that was the yeah, so that was the issue that I had when he came out in Justice League, but I think that's the fault of the people that made Justice League and say sort of um Warner Brothers and and Zack Snyder in terms of trying to shoehorn all these characters in to catch up to to Marvel and what they did with the Avengers, right? Because they didn't have 10 years to build these characters up. So they, what they did is they're sort of like, okay, well, let's tease him. Like they did this with, they they just did this with sort of Spider-Man and Black Panther and Civil War, right? They teased their characters in a big ensemble piece and then they gave them their own movies to further explain what their character is. Brilliant. And that's what I think yeah. this, this is going to be. I think, see, Aquaman the advantage that um, DC and Warner Brothers have with a movie like Aquaman is that they can take all of the lessons, all of the hard lessons that they should have learned in their flops and apply it to this. Whereas you can actually see it in the trailer. One of the things that I picked out from the trailer, and I think they almost overdid it, was that the fact that um, it's not taking itself too seriously. There's no. a lot of quips, and Aquaman himself, like by, as played by Jason Momoa, is a very quippy character in Justice League. Because yeah. holy smokes, DC movies have tried so hard to be gritty and realistic yeah, and not exactly. fun at all. Come on! And that's what they're trying to do now, is that they're trying to take uh, Aquaman and sort of turn it around so that it's like, it's just going to be a fun ride. Yeah. Uh, and I like how that, you know, the kind of the reveal of of. Aquaman's, uh, you know, suit like the yeah, in the very last frames of the trailer, they didn't go with what they went with in Justice League, which in Justice League he looked like he was wearing like this metallic crab thing, (laughs) which (laughs) did not look good. I like how they went with a classic green and and yellow, and they're just kind of like you know. Fuck it, we're we're just gonna do it. I wonder if know? this is, you know, a, 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 an origin story out of time. Like, do you think chronologically this is happening after Justice League, or do you think this is supposed to be happening before? I think it would be happening after Justice League because 
if they do things and he and, and it leads all up to him getting this super special trident and getting the yellow and green suit, he would have worn that in Justice League. Right, of course. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. So that I think sense. Justice League was just about him kind of sort of coming out of hiding. Right. And and be, accepting the fact that he is this this guy, this this you know, would-be king. And then sort of accepting that mantle. I just see by the nature of his name, I don't understand it. Aquaman. Yeah. Why is Aquaman like Wonder Woman? Why does he have those kind of powers? You know, like I don't, I don't get. I've that. never really kind of understood it. You know what I mean? I love like, that. I was uh, like, he's like flying around on the the bat pod and stuff, and I'm just like, this guy's a fish. Isn't, yeah. he? isn't that what he's supposed to be? There's a Family so... Guy cutaway scene where this. Uh, this lady was getting attacked on the beach by a bad guy, and Aquaman was just sticks his right. head out of the water. He's like, hey, hey, you, stop it. Water. <laughs> he, he throws a fish, and he lands on the beach right beside him. He's like, that fish is going to smell pretty rotten soon. It's going to be annoying. Exactly. It's just, I don't know. Right. I mean, it's out of the water. Right. The best so far, the, the real Aquaman story I want to see is the one in Entourage, directed by James Cameron. <laughs> Starring Vinnie Chase. Well, you guys you know go. what I'm talking about? No, I know. Not no at all. <laughs> anyway, there's a TV None. series called Entourage, and it kind of mimics things that are happening in Hollywood. And yeah. the lead characters, I know, Vincent Entourage. Chase. Yeah, Entourage. Yeah. So one of the movies that he's about to make is Aquaman. Oh, wow. oh really? It's directed by James Cameron. That's it's so a great funny. season. Great season two of Entourage is all about the production of Aquaman. Yeah. And. It, there's a there's a scene in the show you only get to see a snippet of it, but it's him as Aquaman and he like it's a great scene where he's like running down the dock and then jumping into this huge wave and I'm like that, I want to see that Aquaman directed <laughs> that by sounds James hilarious. So speaking of directors, I guess the director of this first time director, uh, James Wan. I don't yeah. really know much about him. Wait, so. didn't they do that with um, Suicide Squad? Uh, well, that was David in? Ayer. No, that was David David Ayer. But yeah. with with the editors, they had first time movie editors. That's what know? that's what. It was. And the yeah, only yeah. thing that they had ever done before was movie trailers. That's right, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, okay. So I just think that's kind of interesting. I mean, Marvel, they they brought in aside from I guess the Russos weren't really well known at all, but they had done something that you'd known with uh, Arrested Development and mm-hmm. and uh, those those stories on TV. But James Wan, I don't know anything about him, and he's going to direct this huge picture so he's known as a producer on some like the saw on saw yeah on the conjuring so i don't know yeah i'm not like terribly excited about the movie or anything but i think i'm interested by it yeah all of these ones i've always kind of been to the point where like i don't know if i'm 100 percent excited like mainly the dc like and i'm a i'm a dc fan i like i love dc comics i love superman i absolutely adore batman you know the comic but all the movies so far that's come out, aside from the Nolan verse, is just been like, meh, huh. it'll probably get my money at some point. Yeah, yeah, you but, almost feel you know, obligated to see it because superhero. Yeah, exactly. It's and trying it's, to do a lot. Good. It's trying to do a lot, and yeah. that's part of the problem with D- with some of this DC extended universe. It is in the DC extended universe, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be. So, so. Y- you call you call it the DCEU all the time, but do yeah. you know what they actually officially call themselves? They call themselves the Worlds of DC. Okay, that's their. MCU title. That's the is it? Yeah, cinematic okay. universe. Because everybody refers to it as the DC. That's be- yeah, EU. and that was always the unofficial yeah. title. No, I uh, think they're doing that just to, to differentiate themselves from okay. the universe that Marvel has. Yep. Yeah. They have worlds. Well, and that's they the thing them. that they want to also. I think what they're trying to glean from that, like calling it the worlds of DC, is to be able to put out multiple movies that aren't necessarily co- connected. Mm. Um, and then call it all. Oh, well, well, I mean, the problem universe. with this universe thing is you're going to ask that question. Like, where's Superman when yep. a billion people could die? Yeah. You exactly. know, like, where's Wonder Woman? Obviously, they're going to have a part to play. But no. And they're, it's they're sort a of busy. They can't come help the fish people. Yeah. Like, Ant-Man was under house arrest. So we know what happened there. Yep. Yeah. That and was they a smaller scale yeah. story, too. That's what I liked about Marvel. I think Marvel does a good job of kind of like why this is a singular story with this person well and their advantage like i think the advantage of marvel is that they're just not fly by the seat of their pen your light is on again oh well, sorry i'm just gonna take this <laughs> off <laughs> they're just um they're not fly by the seat of their pants right that's i feel that's what dc's been doing and, and warner has been doing sort of by flying by the seat of their pants gauging audience reaction to one thing and then re uh throwing that reaction into the next movie overreacting right? really overreacting yeah yeah rea- and taking the wrong lessons essentially 
from from one movie. That's because there's no overall plan. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. What about the other trailer? Did you did you guys watch the Glass trailer that just came out? So, Glass M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. This is like a sequel or like a spinoff to two other movies, mm. Unbreakable and Split. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I'm so- I'm down for this movie. I love. Were you Unbreakable. an Unbreakable fan? Yeah. Oh, loved it. Yeah. It's uh it. I mean, it's from a graphic novel, mm-hmm. and uh, when yeah, when it came out, it was one of my favorite movies for a long time. Really, for sure, yeah. And I, I mean, I, uh, I, Bruce Willis, great. It's one of my favorite Bruce Willis movies for sure. Wow. Yeah, and he's now, but you yeah. didn't like it very much. Did well, you, it's not that I didn't like it very much. It's just I wasn't that excited about it when it first came out, and I was just like, oh, that's the twist. Okay. Awesome, and it was, but it, to me, it was it was an okay movie. Okay. I just wasn't a hundred percent excited. Um, and then, yeah, I saw Split, and then like, I saw that as being like kind of like the last twist, like that M Night Shyamalan twist. And I was like, oh, interesting. Okay, so the twist is that he's going to make his own kind of comic book universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm very interested in how they're going to you know, create that universe. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm very interested in it. I loved, uh, Samuel Jackson's character mm-hmm. in that uh, unbreakable. Yeah. And I mean, I never saw that, that twist coming. If you haven't seen unbreakable, uh, it just was very eerie. I not Shyamalan has kind of like, he's come back. He's like had a, an awakening sort of like, it's a reinvention of himself kind of thing because he was down and out for well, a while after there. lady in the water there's nowhere to go but up so. yeah that's true it's true yeah. but anyway he's like it's like this comeback you know this uh with matthew mcconaughey they called it a reconnaissance this is the <laughs> m night Shyamalan's like like he's back to being a huge big time director now yeah and, I am, uh, it's because of that split movie which was so good i think i have not so. seen split i watched the trailer before we came in here it looks fantastic yeah so now i understand where two of the trailers in glass comes from yeah and yeah the glass trailer looks great samuel l jackson is in an institution and look so is uh what's his name kevin ronald's the, the split guy oh um james mcavoy's james character McAvoy. Yeah. yeah i don't know his name. anyways he's Xavier. in there he's and in. bruce willis's character yeah. is in there hey yeah. look they're all in the same i was movie expecting then. yeah his character to be in there so that's that's for me i'm very interested by that and then because you if you watched unbreakable it's he's very reluctant yeah oh a yeah reluctant superhero Absolutely. so to speak yeah. and then you have this very uh understated uh you know quote unquote evil doctor who is trying yeah. to uh flush the disorder of uh, the belief of superpowers out of all of them and then it all goes to heck, but it looks great. Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch Split. And yes. I'm, I'm sorry I ruined that twist. No, nope, yeah, that's fine. Way that's to fine. go, buddy. <laughs> way to go. Just been Mr. I'm, Spoiler today. I'm only to the two years behind on that movie, so I deserve to have a little bit spoiled. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Uh, let's move oh, one on. Other, one oh, other yeah, trailer. Uh, First Man. You guys interested in seeing that? Oh, with uh, uh, no, I was gonna say Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Gosling. Other Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. I have you know? no idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, it's just a movie about being, you know, uh, Armstrong on the moon, being the oh, first person cool. on the moon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so neat. That movie's coming out very soon, so uh, it's a movie I'm gonna go see for sure. It's got Kyle Chandler in it too, who I love from Friday Night Lights and uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. So I'm gonna go see that one. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Shall we move on to some news? Um, what do you got for me, man? We've got... Well, okay, so this is not even really news, but you know, Venom was out this past weekend. We didn't really talk about it in the last pod. It had received not-so-great reviews. <laughs> and I even read an article where Tom Hardy was complaining that about 40 minutes from the movie, some of his favorite scenes were cut out. <laughs> Ouch, that's um, a lot! It dominated the box office, it, so yeah, it doesn't it matter. it did well, so it's so not So it doesn't like, matter that the reviews aren't good because... Now they're going to make another one and they can make it better, yeah. right? If they, they can fix what people, you know, for the perception that people didn't like. So. Opening weekend is yeah. one thing, though. Your total box office receipts, I think, are going to really be part of what sways your decision to, to, to move forward. But they were smart in terms of when they put it to open because it had nothing to go against, yeah. right? So I've had a few friends tell me they've liked it. So mm-hmm. And yeah. I was going to go on Tuesday, but I ended up not going because uh, the baseball game went late. So I, I will go see this movie. Probably next Tuesday I'll go see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next cheap movie night. Nice. Yeah. Uh, as for Tom Hardy, not like – I mean, you hear that all the time from actors. You know, well, like, Jared Leto did that, yeah. the exact yeah. same thing when uh, yeah. Suicide Squad yeah. came out. 
Or he's like, well, this was not what I thought it was going to be. And that's part of the problem with these, you know, big major movie studios getting their hands on projects. They are constantly looking about making more money, looking into the future and not looking at that, just that one project, I think. So. But th- so this ties in with like the other news story that I had uh, in and around Mar- that Marvel Sony thing is about the Craven the Hunter movie that... You know that this I know nothing about, well, so I'm hoping you. Didn't yay! Like me. I'm not the only one. Yeah. Yay! But that's so. So they're adapting this film. It's probably not going to be released until maybe 2020. It's another one of those Sony things where they're trying to. It feels like Sony has been trying to build up, say, like the Sinister Six. They were they were doing a movie with uh, Silver Sable and and I don't. Where are you going? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay, fine. I'm gonna, oh, fine. I'm okay, just I'm, tell us where you're going. Don't, don't do it all okay, mysteriously. Okay, that's fine. Right into the microphone. <coughs> okay, much better. Continue. Oh, is that what you're doing? I was just going to go cough, man. Oh, I see. I have a cough switch in here. <laughs> I was like, <sighs> this is the last pod you tuned out completely well, that's true. Yeah, to watch a movie trailer. I was a trailer while you guys were talking about something. Sorry, now I just need right. to cough. Keep, do keep we going, need like going. cues? I'm going to cough. <laughs> yeah, I am going to cough now. Um, so they're developing a film uh, with screenwriter uh, Richard Wank. Uh, he's developing uh, the story from Craven's last Hunt, which is kind of a popular Craven the Hunter right. comic book storyline, which is essentially his last battle with Spider-Man. Um, but I don't know what Spider-Man Sony's anything do- everybody's in, right? Well, so that's it's just another like, creative what, way to bring Spider-Man. What is what Sony's <laughs> yep. doing? Where they're trying to build all these Spider-Man related movies, mm-hmm. either without Spider-Man or outside mm-hmm. of the MCU, when be- they've already done the job of putting Spider-Man into the MCU. Yeah, so strange. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that partnership works and where what you know where Spider-Man can show up and where he can't and mm-hmm. how they're going to use him and who has creative license over that Spider-Man if it's always going to be Tom you Holland know, not yeah. always but for the next you know few yeah. years yeah it seems like cuz there was a rumor that came out uh while Venom was being made that Tom Holland did do 2 days of filming on the set of Venom would have made nothing but sense spoiler alert again mm-hmm. looks like he's not in this movie yeah i think that's definitely that would have gotten out if Spider-Man yep. was in the movie, I haven't heard that from anybody. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and they're, I guess they're, and they're saying again with this Craven the Hunter movie, you know, there's a chance that it can include an appearance from Spider-Man. I was like, well, it should be more than a chance if you're developing the Last Hunt, because what's this Last Hunt going to be about if not going up against Spider-Man? This um, is over my head a little bit, Craven the Hunter. I'm, a, I'm getting a little geeky, but it's like yeah. that's sort of part of me that's. That that's you know grew up loving Spider Man and Spider Man comics, and, and and is being a little bit protective of you know of the property and that like you know Sony but if I they want dude Spider Man has been done in so many iterations now for sure like, what's another iteration for sure at this point <laughs> yeah. you know well and then if if they're if they blatantly came out with okay well Tom the the Tom Holland version of Spider Man can exist in the MCU. We're going to do this other version of Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, I don't you like know? that. Do you like that? Well, yeah. but that's essentially... Yeah, that's essentially isn't that yeah. essentially what they're doing with Maybe. like making this villain universe without Spider-Man showing yeah. up? Well, that also has to go to Kevin Feige and what deal he worked out mm-hmm. with Sony. So those are details that you and I aren't privy to. So. No, it's kind of weird. Like yeah. To me, I think that in a perfect world, they would just... Give Marvel all these characters, take a cut from <laughs> all the movies happen. that these characters show up in, yeah. just just sit back and make let Kevin Feige make them some money, and then spend their time on projects like Into the Spider-Verse where they're doing like animated you know films about Peter Parker, about Miles or Morales Deadpool, and stuff. Right? You know, they could yeah. they could easily do those kind of yeah. things. I love this plan. I think that's a great idea. It's like, why not? Why not? So I know egos, yeah. egos of uh, movie studios and stuff, I just... Yeah, they're not just going to let that happen. That's it. No. It goes in money. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a very easy way to make money, though. That's all. That's the key, is create a character that movie studios want. Yeah, exactly. And be like, okay, yeah, sure, make 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 me some money. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go on to the Spider-Man thing, because there are some uh, rumors and stuff that had floated around with the new Spider-Man, which you just found out last week that they're making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, Spider-Man survives the snap? Oh, no, he didn't. How? How? Oh. He turned oh, wait to ash. A minute. <laughs> Spider-Man: Far From Home is actually going to be about a big pile of ash. That, <laughs> that, the camera's just going to follow nothing. it as it blows from and place to yeah. place. 
Robert Downey Jr. is going to be there. Tony Stark just stoking the ash. Yeah. 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 Just watching, <laughs> it was looking sad. It was exactly. all my fault. Hammering the ground. Yeah. yeah. And he's going to do the voices of the, he's going to do the Spider-Man <laughs> voice and everything. And he's going to, oh, it's going to be so morbid. Um, but there's a lot of, so yes, Tom Holland is going to be in this Spider-Man. Um, we've also heard that, or it's also been confirmed that Nick Fury and Maria Hill will, will be playing a role. Oh, nothing is permanent. Well, yeah. No, no, that's that's right. No. It's just three piles of ash. <laughs> <laughs> One of them with a shield a logo joke. in it. See what I mean, though? Uh, it's just like, they. how do you promote something that you've already... Very you've already valid point. You've got to be yeah. so careful with yeah. your timelines yeah. and that's right. otherwise this stuff, yeah. Just well, so there's, uh, there's other things, too, because there's set photos that have been released and all that kind of stuff. Did you see this set photo of Nick Fury and Spider-Man in a boat in Venice? Um, there is there is a photo floating around of a black spider suit mm-hmm. as well, not a symbiote mm-hmm. not spider a symbiote. suit. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's like maybe a spider suit that, because who knows who knows what's what's gonna happen? Because like, is he gonna get his old spider suit back? Is he gonna be able to get the old iron spider suit back? Is Tony Stark gonna be dead? So maybe he's not getting new things made for him. Uh, is Nick Fury making costumes for him now? Is it going to have like a little Nick shield logo Fury on him? Costumes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so many good well, questions. I know, these are things that I don't want the answers to. I want to see Avengers and then well, I want hey, the answer. You signed up to be part of this podcast, so we're, we're going to explore this. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Yeah. No, no. I, I, I understand exploring this, but I also like as a listener or as a consumer – I don't want to be privy to that yet, mm-hmm. right? I want to just see Avengers. That's the way the world. That's the way the internet yeah, works, though. Right? I know. Now. I know. That's, but that's what I don't like. Just yeah, do what I right. did and avoid everything. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah. And avoid the internet. Internet. Possible. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Jake Gyllenhaal has also been cast for uh, Love it. Far from Home. I love Jake. Gyllenhaal. Uh, he's going to be playing Mysterio. I love that. Yeah. I think that's really cool. That's Which is be a good somebody that hasn't been explored before in in a live action movie. Nope. Haven't seen him since the what like the '60s cartoon version. Yeah. I would have really loved Who's, to see who did they have in uh, Homecoming as the tease for Mysterio. Didn't they have a tease? For no, Mysterio? they didn't have a tease for Mysterio. They oh, had a tease the for. Shocker. Well, yeah. they had the shocker, where they had two shockers yeah. in Homecoming, and yeah. then they also had was it Scorpion? Scor- Scorpion tease was it? Wait, is it the guy who's in uh, Better Call Saul now? Actually, yeah, it was Scorpion that they teased. Scorpion, right? They teased, okay, because uh, yeah. he was the guy on the boat, and then he got That's all right. messed up because of that conflict on the boat. Yeah, um, I would have loved to see uh, one of those. Uh, test screening shots of Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio and all he did is just put like a fishbowl on his head. Oh, that would have been his great. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's all That's all happening. Uh, we had some Avengers Infinity War, or not Infinity War, Avengers 4 kind, kind of news. It's sort of speculation in that Mark Ruffalo went on Fallon to do this bit where he's spoiling all sorts of things about uh, about Avengers 4. So very tongue-in-cheek, but... Very tongue-in-cheek, but of course... Because he's known for spoiling a lot of things. Right? Yeah, well, and that's yeah. the thing. So he uh, did this interview with Don Cheadle about... Um, the famous interview with Don Cheadle. Yeah, about, <laughs> about Infinity the War. first Infinity War. I, yeah. think, I think that was like... I think they were acting. I don't know. I think it was part of the bit. Right where it, you know. I don't know. He was like, "Wait till you see this next film. They all die. Yeah, everybody dies. Uh, right? And then do Don Cheadle like, dude. I mean, they're great actors, so yeah. maybe I don't I, know. I don't know. Yeah. Part of me thinks it's like <laughs> it's just this ongoing bit that they're doing just to kind of show. I I I liken it because like I the way I like seeing um, these movies getting made and all the things outside of the actual movies is just being able to gauge and see the relationship between all these you know, MCU actors, you know, you got to see that interview with, you know, with uh, Don Cheadle and, and, uh, and Mark Ruffalo. My nickel is that that interview was legit and he didn't mean to do it. And everything from this point, it looks way just riffing on that. Yeah. Well, cause there is other things too. Apparently he's, he pretty well spoiled the first 20 minutes of Thor Ragnarok because what had happened is he had um, his cell phone doing a live video at the premiere before it was even released. He had his, he was doing a Facebook live video, and then uh, when the movie was going to start, so he just wanted to get the audience's yeah, yeah. reactions, and then when the movie was going to start, he just put it in his pocket and forgot to shut off the live feed. <laughs> so 
audio of the first 20 minutes was playing oh, and he had like some you know his phone was getting notifications so it was buzzing quite a bit yeah he had said that the movie was on so he didn't want to check his phone but he thought like oh, oh i hope my mom's okay or whatever and then he had some disney executives actually poking him in the, on the arm telling him to turn his phone off during the actual screening because that they found amazing. out it was actually happening that is amazing so that I don't think you can really sort of stage that. Probably right? not. But hey, no bad publicity, right? So he did a gag uh, on Fallon doing an interview with Fallon where he wanted to, you know, he's getting out of control and starts spoiling all sorts of things within Avengers 4. And one of the things that he talked about was the title for Avengers 4. And he's like, you know what? I'm, I don't think I'm going to get in trouble. I'm just going to say it. And he says something, it's bleeped out. And uh, then all the other things that he was doing was like getting bleeped and long bleeps. And that was just <laughs> part of the gag. Yeah. Um, but internet is going to internet, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. somebody on the internet took that. I love this. Uh, they, they took the audio and put it in Adobe Edition, what we're recording this podcast in right now. And Adobe Edition has this like spectrogram editor. Mm-hmm. So they were able to remove the bleep. And then you can kind of hear what the audio was underneath that bleep. Oh, and Why um, do people do this? Because time. They have yeah. lots of because time. Because they got lots of time on their hands. And they want to be, again, like social media is not necessarily about being right. It's about being first. Absolutely. When it comes to information, right? So if you are that first person that can break whatever this is, like the title to the, the next Avengers movie, oh, well, you're going to be that person. So it sounds like he said underneath that bleep, the last Avenger, which which might be the, the title of Avengers 4. And then further to that, lip readers... We're saying that he was uh, saying annihilation. See, this is why he didn't say anything, and he no, didn't spoil. He anything. didn't say anything. He clearly yeah. didn't spoil anything because he there's said no Aven- way Marvel would let that happen. No, he, he exactly. said Avengers for watermelon rutabaga. That's what yeah, he said, something like that. Or maybe he just said the last Avengers, knowing that like that's right. definitely not. Right, well, the tit- what the title is, but he they tweeted out that it's Avengers for register to vote. That's what he tweeted. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> well done. That's well the done. name of the. Avengers Four movie. So it's a, I th- it's obvious. It's a funny ongoing gag, and they did the same thing with Tom Holland because Tom Holland had done something before that was very spoiler esque, and and then he did this video where he received a package from uh, Mark Ruffalo that actually teased the poster for Avengers Infinity right, War. Right, 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 and he right. Accidentally live, you know, and like he flipped it over and is like not for public consumption yet or whatever and he's like oh shoot 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 so so funny that was really funny so um kind of pivoting between marvel and dc is this new story about james gunn um being hired by warner to direct the sequel to suicide squad wait they're gonna sequel that that is crossing the aisle (laughs) that's a new story in itself right oh man so yeah so and that's the thing because we were talking about this in the podcast last week is that Suicide Squad was sort of a, the way that Suicide Squad was made was sort of a reaction to the way Guardians of the Galaxy was made. Right? Sort of, completely. Guardians of the Galaxy just did not take itself seriously. It had a kick-ass soundtrack, and Suicide Squad took that lesson, which essentially was the wrong lesson, but they adapted it to Suicide Squad, and it didn't really work. Let's make a buddy cop movie with eighties music, mm-hmm. basically, pretty much. Um, but. So who better than you know to do that than to actually have the guy that directed Guardians of the Galaxy? You were saying that uh, this was kind of this could be the mistake that is the nail in Marvel's coffin. Well, I didn't know. I didn't say that exactly. I just said it was one of the first mistakes that Marvel made Mm -hmm. slash Disney. I think it was more Disney, and then Marvel just had to go along with it because that's their boss. So it's a bit. It's uh, I mean, James Gunn, one of their you know, their best directors. He created Guardians of the Galaxy, allowed for Avengers Infinity War, you know, to be the as big as it was because it created this world, right? Mm-hmm. And James Gunn did that. And to just kind of like the way it all happened and the way they've lost James Gunn now. Yeah. And now I just, it, it just seems like the first, big mistake that the marvel universe has made even if it's not their mistake Mm -hmm. right so and i'm not saying that's like the beginning of the end for marvel that's not what i was trying to say at all but this is this is huge because i mean like now you got guys like dave bautista saying where do i sign up for this just it just creates dissension inside of 
the universe now, mm-hmm. which was such a great cog. Everybody was on point. Everybody's like a uh, great machine. Everybody else forward, was right? very much. So I just into think it. that there is some dissension within uh, Marvel now, and I think this has created that. And you know, all big empires fall at some point. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. What a good way to put it. Yeah. So. Eh, I mean, not not to be a Debbie Downer on that or anything. I just this this sucks. Yeah, I, I agree. You it know? sucks. It's hard without getting into a little bit more of a political discussion to call to call it a, like a full on mistake because you know you're a corporation that makes its money off of essentially wholesome programming. Yeah, and you get a guy like James Gunn who admittedly made some very terrible jokes. On Twitter, yes. in a public forum. Yeah. So, the the way it came out was really stupid and full of hypocrisy because it came out from this this conservative that you know isn't the most innocent character when it comes to public tweets and 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 com- this, public comments. This and stuff. is the rabbit hole you're going down, yep. right? And where does it end? Uh, yes. So we- that's the unfortunate thing. The thing that sucks about it is that it affected this huge part of our lives, part of, you know, the entertainment community, which is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And James Gunn has a huge stake in that in terms of he's the one in charge of developing the cosmic side of this universe and and doing it in the style, you know, that, you know, he's been doing it in and that like Guardians of the Galaxy is, mm-hmm. is great. It's just a fun roller coaster ride of comedy and action. But don't you feel like Guardians of the Galaxy from here on out is not the same without James Oh, definitely Scott. not. And yeah. all the actors know that. Yeah. So that's why I see this as like a ball rolling, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? In the wrong direction. But Marvel. as you say, all, you know, all yeah. good things must come to an end. Yeah. True. That's right. Well, uh, with Dave Batista saying that he is on board or sign me up. I mean, there's got to be some sort of like you can't cross over like that. Like, yeah. you know, there's got to be some rules there that he has in his contract. Well, it's impossible to it's do. happened though. It's, it's happened with with movie studios and stuff like You can't uh, be part of two of these universes that are competing right now. I don't see I think I think it's a little bit different, mm-hmm. right? Well, I mean, if you're, if you're, part, day, if you're so like, part of something in the past and then you can be a part of something now. Yeah. But I feel like Marvel is such a... So like with, with Ben Affleck going from Daredevil yeah. to Batman, that, that's, that's okay. But it's different now? Yeah, I think it's different now. Right. Because these are, this is happening now. And this is a universe that is moving forward now. That's over. Daredevil, that whole thing is over. Yeah. So that's why I think... I don't know. There has to be some... I, like, it's like... If Ben Affleck were to move into Marvel, I just don't see that happening. Right? Do we have any other instances now with, with like DC kind of EU characters? Not in MC? that. Not in that current run. Not in the present. If they yeah. shut down that whole DC run, then fine. I think it's free game. Yeah. With those actors, like you know, like if Henry Cavill wants to join the Marvel universe, right? Yeah, but see, that'd be so weird. Yeah. Oh, see, that'd be weird. just as weird. I mean, maybe yeah. not on the huge same scale, but. Dave Bautista going over to join the DCEU hugely. That would be strange. I just, I just don't see. So that. yeah, because it. So I'm um, just googled if it's happened, uh, and it's, so Lawrence Fishburne is a kind of a side character, I guess, but he played Bill Foster in Ant Man and the Wasp, and he also played. Um, uh, he was the editor of the Daily Planet in Man of Steel and Batman. Oh Versus right, Superman. of course. Right. right. Okay, Perry White. Okay, yeah. so one. That's, yeah. But again, it's like it's sort of a uh, that's true smallish yeah. character. Yeah. Zachary Levi, uh, he was in Thor and in Thor: The Dark World um, as uh, Fandral, so part of Thor's kind of gang, and now yeah. he's going to be in Shazam. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's be okay, um, right. Trying to see and that's fairly else. big too. So that's okay. They're big-ish. They're not like any of the main. It's not like Captain America. You no, know, he's he's done his own thing, but that was all within Marvel, no. right? I guess it'd be different if if Dave Bautista was like the star of the new Suicide Squad. No, right? but if he dressed like, like, like if they dressed him up in a Bane costume, that wouldn't. Yeah. You know, yeah. he wore a mask and he was they're just using him for his body. That's and, a fair point. Know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's doable. That's doable. I guess we should move on because I've got some topics that I really want to talk about, but we're, we're okay. Well, you fire, have a minute. Fire, you have a minute and it. ten seconds, according to this. Well, I mean, if we're if we're no, going we're for not going to stick no, to an I hour. No, I know, I know. Okay, but we're at fifty-eight minutes. Just like yeah. You know. 
Yeah. We, people... No pressure. Okay. If you're washing the dishes and listening to this podcast, you're not going to time us, right? No, also, if you're washing the dishes and it's taking an hour, find a new way to wash the dishes. Yeah, you're Holy wasting smokes. water. What the hell? Wow. <laughs> All right, other movie news. Okay, I wanted to talk a little bit about the MonsterVerse. I just saw a really small article about like some casting news with uh, with Godzilla versus versus Kong. Oh, who's gonna play Kong? I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> uh, they've they've <laughs> cast a monkey. Um, <laughs> it just kind of reminded me. It's like, oh yeah, they're still trying at this thing. Yes, right? the they are. And um, I know. I guess it was Universal that was trying to do the the, the dark universe and stuff. Um, so they the the story that I read was just simply a casting thing. Like they got Brian uh, Tyree Henry from Atlanta, who's going to be starring opposite Millie Bobby Brown, who's you know from St- Stranger Things mm-hmm. in Eleven. Godzilla yeah. versus Kong. Um, they're coming out next year with Godzilla King of the Monsters, and then Godzilla versus Kong is already slated for May twenty second, twenty twenty. That's the year a year separation. Yep. Okay. So wow. They obviously they they've already kind of established that they they had Kong. Um, what was the subtitle of Kong? Skull Island. Skull Island. Yeah. Skull Island. So they had Kong Skull Island. They had another Godzilla movie before about a year or so before that. So you already knew that they're trying to establish this as like a shared monster movie universe. That's where we're at now. That's yeah, where we're that's, at. that's exactly. kind yeah. of the thing, right? Yeah. And it's almost it feels like movie studios being reactionary and being like. Shit, Marvel's got their shit together yeah. with with this. We got to do that with. with well, these in a sense, what it is is like because TV is so popular right now, right? Mm-hmm. And TV series are so popular. That's the way I look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a TV show that's on the big screen. Yeah. Every single movie is like another installment in the big TV show. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So I think that's also movies being reactionary to what's happening on the small screen because TV shows are so, you know, like there's a lot of great stuff happening on TV right now. Mm -hmm. So I think it's that same kind of thing. So yes, I think it would work. Yeah. Monsterverse. I think people will, there is an audience that is interested in this. And if you can create compelling characters, yes, absolutely. And people are interested in Kong and Godzilla. They've always been. Did you see Especially over in Asia. Uh, No, 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 I did not. It's on the, it's on my list. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The well, the actors they've they've got a Jackson. really good cast. Yeah. They've got Samuel L. Jackson. They got Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. They've got um, Tom Hiddleston. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. John, I have no idea. My favorite part of that movie was John C. Riley. Jeez. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. yeah I want to John C. Riley. It. It'll be interesting to see Kong versus Godzilla because in. Um, Kong. They definitely fixed King Kong's size a little bit versus the Peter Jackson version of King yep. Kong, which he looked just like maybe an ape on steroids, <laughs> you know. But actual uh, big Kong. This is yeah. an actual big Kong. I still think Godzilla, like the way they made Godzilla in the uh, the previous Godzilla movie, I think he's gonna tower over this guy mm. over Kong. But we'll we'll kind of see how. But, that I mean, happens. we can do so much movie magic now. That's why you're gonna continue to see adaptations of these big classic characters yeah, right yeah, you can sure. do more with it you can make it look more real even though it's set pieces even though it's computer generated you can make it look better okay i do we have time do you want to talk about little mermaid i, let's, I threw let, it in there no let's, just, let's let maybe we'll end on this what do you think oh no do you want you want to end on this thing? little mermaid or mandalorian what do you want to talk about i could do either you can do either little mermaid really quick okay little mermaid little quickly the, the report is that lady gaga is the top choice to play Ursula the Sea Witch. Okay, Little Mermaid over. No, I'm just kidding. Well, do you have any other, anybody (laughs) else? I think that would be fantastic. Lovely. I think that's super cool. Especially if they're making a musical, obviously. She could definitely pull off the voice. Hugely. And the look. The theatricality? Oh, yeah, Lady Gaga, absolutely. Oh, to play Ursula the Sea Witch. Did you guys see the uh, teaser poster for Aladdin? The new Aladdin? Yes. Yeah, that's right. And then, Will Smith is playing the genie? Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, Which I is. think is a great choice. It's still like, these are the biggest shoes in the world to fill. Though, <sighs> right? Robin yeah, Williams. Um, but yeah, if anybody that could do it, it, I think it's Will, for sure. For sure. This yeah. is a, There's a Willisance as far as I'm concerned. Willisance. Right do now, you like, follow him on Instagram? He's incredible on Instagram. Yeah. Everything. He's just knocking it out of the park. So all the things, like, I, 
watching a Will Smith movie back in the day was sort of my guilty pleasures. It's like you can watch it's a it was popcorn movies, yeah. right? And that was the movie that you can watch without you can turn your brain off and just enjoy a Will Smith movie. That's the same way. That's everything that he's doing on Instagram right now. Oh yeah, is that if you follow Will Smith, everything that you're missing from him not putting out a movie. You're getting on his Instagram. It is incredible. The, the 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 level of stuff that he's doing on Instagram is, and it's, it's some of it is like really engage. A lot of it is really engaging stuff. Yeah, I I really enjoy. Yeah, definitely go follow Will Smith on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, it'd right? be cool to see him as the genie. Okay, really quickly, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. So we've got a new report. It basically alleges that both Taika Waititi. And Bryce Dallas Howard are uh, going to be set choices, to, right? Well, yeah, it's set to direct uh, episodes, and they might even be playing minor roles in the series. I'm not quite sure what Bryce Dallas Howard is going to be playing, but Taika Waititi has been rumored to uh, to be the voice of a droid, which Hilarious. you know totally makes sense. Oh man, loved him in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, Dave Filoni, who's also worked on both Clone Wars and Rebels, are going to uh, he's going to direct the first episode. John Favreau is going to be writing and executive producing the series. And uh, it's set to be released on Disney's streaming service. The pedigree on this is fantastic. Like, mm. this is high quality everything so far. Very much so. And just expanding on Star Wars, right? Yep. So, yeah. Uh, so if you haven't heard of The Mandalorian, uh, it's uh, set after the fall. I'm reading this all uh, verbatim here. It's set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. Uh, we follow the... Tr- Which are basically uh, the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, they're all stormtroopers. Yeah, stormtrooper bosses. Don't get me started. Basically, <laughs> yeah, the corporate corporate name for the stormtrooper yeah. company, whatever. Communism. Uh, <laughs> uh, we follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. Now, the picture, the set picture, the first image that was released of Mandalorian, you basically basically feels like you're looking at Boba Fett. Definitely. Right? They, it's got the exact same kind of mask. You don't really see like the antenna or the, the, the backpack or anything like the jet pack. He appears to have some sort of weapon sheathed on his back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, it looks like, man, because like, this will really be the first live action Star Wars TV show or series that we're going to be Yeah. You getting, look at the right? success of something like Clone Wars. Uh, like, you I know, love Clone Wars. Yeah. Hugely high quality. And this, is, where I, this is the only reason why I know Mandalorian. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So yeah. high quality, very successful, huge run. Absolutely. And and yeah, to, to do something like this for live action, uh, again, with all these people behind it, I'd watch the heck out of that. Yeah. And these side stories too. Is Again, it's, it's sort of just filling out a period in time that there's a sort of hole in in, in the overall canon. Which right is now, what people right? want. And that's kind of what the people want when they're watching a, a TV series. That's why the novelizations are so popular too. It's just people want more of this universe. They want to fill in all the blanks mm-hmm. however they can. Yeah, I'm interested for sure. 100%. And if they you know make it into a big production like like they're doing Lord of the Rings, right? Huge production on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Spin off on that. So if I'm all for more or more you still interested TV, in that man. Lord of the Rings thing? Because uh, the first bit of news that I remember hearing about that was the bid, the big bid between Netflix and Amazon. And Amazon won it, and they're going to put the most money ever into TV. Yeah. Because like, I, I TV told show. you yesterday, I signed up for the 30-day 30, 30 free trial on Amazon just so I can watch Jack Ryan. Oh, I'm sure, loving sure. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm four episodes in, four more episodes to go, and then after those four episodes, I think I'm going <laughs> to... Cancel the Amazon Prime account. I don't know, because and that's the same hey, thing man, with free two day shipping. Huh? Well, it's with with the, oh, true. Uh, that's the same thing with Disney. With Disney, though, is because when they finally come out with a streaming service, am I going to stick around with Netflix? And I like I love Stranger Things, but like, do I love it that much to be able to kind of keep around? Because that's fourteen really bucks a month, things. right? Like yeah. it's, it's that adds nothing. up. It used to be seven ninety nine. Yeah. And that's what that Amazon is right now, right? Yeah, they went through a couple 14? price changes, and, and people were grandfathered in for a bit, but yeah. then everybody's moved up. And yeah, it's like 14 bucks. Well, 14 if you're new. So like well, I'm 999 yeah, right yeah. now because yeah. I was sort of grandfathered. They, they're like, well, you can't stay at paying 799 You got to pay a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up going to the higher tier, which is 999 but that's where I'm at right now. I think they're making a mistake by by making it more expensive. I honestly do. Because I think 799 $8.99, $9.99, People feel like they can afford that, mm-hmm. but when it gets up into the fourteen fifty, and that's when people start to think, "Yeah." They're also starting to change you know? their styles as well in terms of because I think they've sort of dug themselves into a little bit of a hole uh, in terms of being able to put an entire season out for you to binge watch 
all in one weekend. Um, whereas a lot of series that are coming out now on certain services like Netflix and Amazon, some of them, they're just being released weekly, right? Yeah. Which is, I think it, you know, in itself, it's a better investment, uh, for the streaming service because That's especially what they do for on the show. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially for the show, because then you can watch a show. You don't have to watch the entire season in two days and then talk about it for a week and have it leave your mind for a year. Super good point. Yeah. You know, it's constantly top of mind because they're just releasing new episodes new episodes new episodes and that's what i think they'll probably do with the mandalorian just to give it a little bit more longevity especially if they're going to be spending or disney's reported to be spending millions and millions of dollars on on a lot of these projects even the marvel projects that they're trying to develop um but if you're going to spend millions of dollars into these why are you going to put them out all in one go and have people consume them and then forget about them that's a really good point i think the novelty of the dropping an entire season and crazy binge watching and getting no sleep, I think that is probably going to start to go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, yeah, it turns into a race, yeah. a sleep-losing race. Well, I, I feel almost obligated to do that sometimes because I don't want things spoiled for me. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Even though I, in this podcast, it's evident that I spoil things for other people. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's pretty much it for this week. We did cover a lot of topics and go over. I, I Originally, when I was doing the notes for this, I was like, oh, shoot, we're not going to be able to fill an hour with this. <clears throat> well, okay, yeah, we did. Thank you for listening and for sticking in there. If you hung out for the full however long this is. Whoa. We'll work on it. You need, you need to raise your bar on what kind of entertainment you're looking for in your life. But, but thank uh, you. But thank, thank you for you. sticking around. Thank you for sticking around. Yes. Uh, Bud's Weekly Geek Out again. When can we listen to it? Wednesday, 720 on The Zone at 91.3 or thezone.fm slash geekout. And Art, we can... You can find me on Twitter at Art Aronson. Yeah, you don't want to give me your, you your, your like, I mean, complicated you can also, email address? Yeah, no, you don't want that. No. You can also hear me at The Zone, too. I'm going to be doing news a couple times this week so that's right yeah yeah, nice. so, yeah well, i love hearing you on the news anyway you, you know jason also throws to you too because you record some some stories art aronson reports a little bit more yeah. in-depth stories sometimes yeah. than than we can grab off the the news feed so that's yeah. it's great you can find me i guess on twitter boytano913 and Facebook. in the afternoon zone yeah in the afternoon zone the mixtape uh five o'clocks every weekdays and then uh, I guess, yeah, get at me at brian at thezone.fm if you have any questions or just want to swear at me for spoiling something for you <laughs> in this podcast. You've been warned, though. Come on. Yeah. And uh, Bud's Weekly Geek Out podcast. I guess we're going to aim to do this every week. Right? We're going to aim for it. Yeah. And if you have any more topics or anything like that that you want us to talk about, um, please email myself, Bud, find arts complicated jpbg.ca <laughs> or whatever email. And, and then email us if you want us to talk about anything in particular. Yeah, I'm Bud at thezone.fm, Webmeister Bud on all social media. And uh, yeah, find us and yeah, get at us if you have any, have any, any anything's. I mean, I tweet about these things all day long, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I do. We're so new into this and uh, yeah. we'd love, we'd love your thoughts on it. End us off, Bud. Bye.